Hebrews. Um, the last time we were in this series, a few weeks ago, we preached on by faith Enoch. Um, praise the Lord for these elders of the faith who um, we can use as an example to us as believers this evening. And so what is faith? Well, faith is the assurance that God will do exactly what he promised to do in his, wo- in his word. And uh, that's just what it is. The last week, last time we preached on it, we were reminded in our study that without faith, it is impossible to please God, to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, that He is a rewarder of them that do diligently seek Him. And so, without faith, it is impossible. It's not a hard task. It's not just hard. It's not just a maybe, but it's impossible to please the Lord without faith. And so we know that faith, um, we, we talk about it in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. For by faith are you saved, for by grace are you saved, through faith, not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not of our works that we have done, but it's of the faith that Christ did what he did. And it's through the blood that he shed on Calvary. And so... The Bible tells us tonight, we'll be reading in Hebrews in chapter 11 and verse number 7. That's where we'll find our text tonight. You do not have to stand if you don't want to, but you can stand and we'll reverence the Word of God either way. And so, if you found your text, say amen and we'll get get on the roll tonight. I got six points for you to get across in a short time. And so... Uh, Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 7. The Bible says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Lord, we love you. Thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for this service. Lord, I ask you, God, to help in the message tonight, Lord, to let your will be done. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, what is faith? Faith is the assurance that God will do exactly what he promised he'll do in, this, in his word. And so the writer here, now, after we got done with Enoch, and after he points out that it's without faith, that it's impossible to please God, He brings our attention to Noah at this point of time. And Noah is held up to us in Scripture as a man of outstanding righteousness. We know Noah as a man of righteousness. He was a preacher of righteousness. He was a man of righteousness. And we can see that throughout all of Scripture. Even in the book of Ezekiel in chapter 14 and verse number 14, the Bible says, Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job... uh, were in it, they should deliver by their own souls, by their righteousness, saith the Lord God. It speaks of their righteousness. It puts Job, it puts Noah, and it puts Daniel in the same category. But in a very real sense, he can be thought of as a man who exercised a a very amazing act of faith. 
We know that. And uh, he, he is, in fact, maybe considered the most remarkable act of faith uh, that's ever recorded in the whole lot of the Bible. At a time where there was no such idea of a heavy rain or a heavy flood or any of those things, uh, he obeyed God's command to build a boat. He built an ark. And he, he kept building the ark for some hundred years. Uh, um, and I found out in my studies, as I've said before, that it was 120 years. But it wasn't 120 years, I don't believe. Uh, because he began, to, he began to build at 500 and he was 600 when he got on the boat. And so there's the difference there. And so I don't know where we've got that from before, but that I'm just telling you I was wrong. And so he endured through the mocking. He endured through the ridicule. He endured through all those things of the people believing that God would keep His promise of destroying the whole world with a flood. And so as a result, his family made it through. It's no wonder then that this great man is held up to us as a as such high esteem and it's such example of faith uh, tonight. Uh, so this evening I'm going to try and preach on this thought by faith Noah. By faith Noah. Let's look at a verse. Let's look at this verse with me. I'm going to break it down in six parts, okay? We'll break it down to six parts. I want you to notice number one, and it's not alliterated, so don't worry about that. I want you to notice number one with me, the character of his connection to the promise of God. Uh, the character of his connections to the promise of God. The Bible says, by faith Noah. By faith Noah. It tells us that Noah was related to the promise of God. He was very close to the promise of God. He believed what God said. Uh, living as we do on the other side of the flood, uh, it's easy um, to, for us to believe the promise that God gave him. Uh, we must understand that looking back at the cross was much easier than looking at the cross. Uh, the cross had not yet come, uh, but the cross had been, has been fulfilled for us. Uh, and we do understand that looking back at the cross, it's easier to believe the cross uh, and what took place there than it was in those days. Uh, just the same as it is on Noah's ark. It is easier for us to look back at Noah's ark and say, I believe it happened because the word of God says so, than it was to look up at it and say, well, it might happen. It's just easier to look back at it. We live in the experiment, uh, experiments, uh, experience of His fulfillment in Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 37 uh, and verse number 38. The Bible tells us that as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. Uh, and it tells us about all those times and He's not, gonna, he's not going to um, destroy the, it, the water, I mean, with water anymore, the earth with water, but rather with fire next time. Uh, and so Jesus is uh, Jesus presents Noah's story uh, in Matthew chapter 24 as an absolute fact. Uh, and Peter also uses it as an absolute fact. In 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, he tells us that. But to Noah, faith in this promise was hard. Uh, You've got to understand, faith in this promise to Noah was invisible. He did not see it. He did not understand it. He had never saw it before. There was no rain. There was never a storm, etc., etc. And in this respect, Noah stands out for us as an outstanding example of pure faith is what it is. Uh, his faith in the promises of God. 
God was the substance of things hoped for, and therefore um, they are now fulfilled at this point of time looking back at it. And so therefore it is the evidence of things even though we did not see it. It has been fulfilled in this day. And that we, we now experience it on a regular basis. He had not seen rain. Is everybody understanding me? He had not seen rain, but we do experience rain. And so he was, uh, it was evidence of things not seen. He truly shows us how uh, such faith pleases God in his character. His character. He had a connection with the Lord. So we see the character of his connection to the promises of God. Secondly, I want you to notice in the second part. So that was the first part. By faith, Noah. Secondly, I want you to notice, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. The foundation of his familiarity to the promise of God. And so it's amazing to me that Noah responded obediently to God's call and kept on obeying and building for all those years. It is amazing to me that Noah did that. And when all he had was just a brief warning, you understand that, right? All he had was just a warning and relatively a minor set of instructions that we can find. Turn with me to Genesis chapter number 6, please. Genesis chapter number 6 and we'll find exactly what we're talking about right here. Let me put my uh, bookmark in here if I could real quick. Uh, now, now in Genesis chapter number 6, we'll read a few verses there, and I'd like um, to read them and, and see what we can get out of them. The Bible says in verse number 13, uh, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Uh, make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou making the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, and the breadth of it shall, um, the breadth of it, fifty cubits, and the height of it, thirty cubits. And a window shalt thou make to the ark, and in an ark, a cubit shalt thou finish it above. The door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower and sec- lower second and third stories Shalt thou make it? And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. Breath of life. From under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, promise, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wives and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort, shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. And, thou sh- and they shall be male and female of fowls after their kind and of cattle after their kind of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Two of the ever sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thee unto thee, and take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Now you tell me. Just as simple as it looks here, and as simple as it not is not, uh, if God told you to do something this big, would you do it by Him only telling you once? I don't know. I don't quite know if we would. I don't know if there could have been a greater task uh, even ever given to a human being uh, 
than this one right here. I don't know if there could have been, uh, especially in the view of such a horrific judgment that was going to take place. Uh, you know, and remember, Noah received this commission from God when he was 500 years old, uh, according to uh, Genesis chapter 5 and verse 32. Uh, and yet, we must note that he did it all, okay? He did every single bit of it. The Bible says, Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. That's as simple as it gets. He left nothing of God's command undone. Uh, um, this makes Noah, Noah's act a truly uh, great example of faith and we're not told uh, of any other word of affirmation or we're not told any further instruction God gave him until the ark uh, was completed. So for all the years of time uh, Noah kept faithful to a, true, to, to, to a truly amazing uh, and sacrificial task uh, on the foundation of a few words from God. You understand that tonight? Now may God help us to be obedient to the more complete word that we have in God. Amen? We have much more of a complete word than Noah had in God. Uh, we can trust in the promises of God. Uh, we have a lot of book here. We have a lot of uh, chapters here. We have a lot of uh, books here that can tell us uh, of the promises of God and what we can trust upon tonight. Uh, and I tell you, friend, uh, may we be obedient to all of them. Amen. Amen. The character of his connection, the foundation of his familiarity. He was familiar with it. And I want you to notice the motivation to move to the promises of God. The Bible says in the third part that I told you about, by faith in Noah first, being warned of God of things not yet seen, second, moved with fear, prepared and moved with fear. So being warned of God of things not seen, as of yet. Move with fear. Tells us those things. So I tell you is that one writer said real faith will always be doing something for God. Real faith will always be doing. I'd say Noah got the move fast. I got, I'd say he got on the move fast. He said, hey, there's a flood coming. We better get on it fast. Uh, we're not going to have time to build this in the time that we already allotted. So we better hurry up. Uh, what was his motivation well, the writer of Hebrews tells us that the motivation for Noah's action is that he was being warned of God of things not yet seen and moved with fear. He was moved with fear up to Noah's day in this world, uh, uh, which it seems was very different uh, in many ways from the present world that you know of now. And so there had not been any record of any rain. There had not been any record of any precipitation from the top. There had not been any, any flood or anything. Prior to that, the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 6, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. God can do whatever He wants to do, I'd say, don't you? But while there were apparently bodies of water, I would say there were, I would say there were bodies of water. I mean, I don't know, but I would guess there were bodies of water and, and you know I have not looked for prior to this and seen if there was bodies of water or anything like that but I would think there would be some type of body of water. Um, we're not told of anything like shipbuilding. Uh, we're not told of any of those things uh, uh, or of men traveling across the seas. We're not talking about any of those things at this point in time. Uh, so for all that you and I can tell this evening uh, is this uh, may have been completely new territory for Noah and the rest of the earth. 
that they never been another ship built. I don't know if they, do you know of the Bible recording another ship built? I don't know if there was. I don't know of any of those things. Uh, think about it. All that he had uh, to go by was the grief of God over the sin of humanity. That's all he had to go by. And we understand, and I just thought back, that God did create water. And we understand that. And so, but in Genesis chapter number 6, uh, we can, in verse number 1 through verse number 6, the Bible tells us that God saw, it displeased the Lord that there was all the sin across humanity. There was so much going on in that world. And we can see something uh, of the gracious work of God in Noah and all this. Uh, he was warned of God. Uh, he was warned of God of these things that were are to come. Uh, and in Genesis chapter number 7 and verse number 1 let me turn back over there real quick Uh, in Genesis chapter number 7 and verse number 1 the Bible tells us uh, very clearly there and the Lord said unto Noah come down all thine house into the ark uh, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation Uh, and and so uh, here he is the Lord called him righteous Uh, the Lord called Noah righteous his righteousness stood standing his righteous standing before God uh, was proven by his faith in the promises of God Uh, and so a, a faith that's demonstrated itself in obedient action he was he was obedient to the action and he he excuse me he was obedient to the promises and showed it in action you with me now right that makes more sense James chapter 2 and verse 17 says even so faith if it had no works is dead being alone that's what it is and what a perfect demonstration for the life of Noah if he had if he had faith without works he would have never made it he would have never made it across Now, I'm not preaching, okay? I'm not preaching a work-based salvation. There's absolutely no fact in that. But you and I can both agree that if Noah would not have worked to build that boat, he would have not made it. We can all agree on that fact. He would have never made it in any other way around. Uh, No, I'm not preaching anything about works. But I tell you, his motivation was because God said to. uh, God said to do it, and Noah did it by faith. Character of his connection. Foundation of familiarity and motivation to move was that God said it. That was enough motivation. It's enough motivation for us too. God said do it and do it. Amen. And when God said go, what should we be doing? When God says witness, what should we do it? That's what we should be doing. It's simple as that. Secondly, I mean fourthly, I want you to notice with me tonight the action that was activated by the promise of God. In verse number 7, the Bible says very clearly, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. He prepared an ark that would say, Noah proved his faith by putting it in action. That's what he did. On the basis of that single promise from God, uh, a promise that Noah kept before him for an entire century of hard labors, uh, Noah prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Uh, and as Peter wrote to us in 2 Peter in chapter number 2 and verse 5, uh, he said, Noah was one of eight people. Noah was one of eight people. We're not told how it was that Noah was able to convince his three sons and their three wives, uh, apparently all still childless at this time, I'd say, uh, um, to to place all their hopes in the action of Noah. With me? How did he convince them? How did he convince them to do that? But they did. Uh, maybe it was uh, maybe it was in part the faithful obedience of uh, of Noah. I have no clue what it was, but they followed their dad. 
they followed their dad. And could it be that our own faithfulness, I'm going to apply this, I'm going to give an application here. Could it be that our own faithfulness to the Word of God or our own faith in God's sure promises in action becomes the inspiration for others to obey Him too? Could it be that way? Could it be that way? Paul urged Timothy uh, in 1 Timothy in chapter number 4 and verse number 12. He said, Let no man despise thy youth, uh, but be thou an example of the believers in word and conversation and charity and in in spirit and faith and in purity. Uh, May it be that others see our own faithfulness uh, to God's promises uh, and to God's house uh, and to God's people and to God's preachers uh, And all of those things, uh, may it be uh, that that be us, that we be faithful to those things uh, and become become an inspiration to others by our example to also get others in the ark. His faith took action for him. It was activated by the promises of God. Character of his connection, foundation for familiarity, motivation... Uh, To move, action was activated. Fifthly, I want you to notice tonight, the fifth part of this, first, by faith, Noah, second, being warned of God of things not yet, as yet, um, seen as yet, thirdly, moved with fear, fourthly, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, excuse me, fourthly, and then fifthly, by the which he condemned the world. The fruits of his faith to the promise of God or to the people of God. However you want to see it, however you want to see it. Noah's example was not only to his family. It's true that beyond those seven others who saw him, Shem, Ham, Japheth, their wives and his wife, no one else was inspired to obey though. Think about that. Now, now, and yet, yet it was faithful obedience of Noah, though, that by the which he condemned the world. Is the faithful obedience? We're told in Second Peter in chapter two and verse number five that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Noah was a preacher of righteousness to the world of the ungodly world. In First Peter, catch this. Please listen to this. Yeah, and this is tough. Okay. 1 Peter chapter number 1 and chapter number 3, excuse me, in verse 18 through verse number 20, the Bible tells us, For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death uh, in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which uh, also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Catch this. Which sometime were disobedient, when once in long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a preparing, were in few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. That's what the Bible says. Very, very, that's a quote to the Bible, okay? Apparently, the Spirit of Christ preached to the ungodly humanity living in the days of Noah through the ministry and obedience of Noah. Isn't that good? A hundred years would have been sufficient. Just say a hundred years. Okay, A hundred years were, 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 would to be sufficient time for the world to hear of Noah and what, what Noah was doing. It would be a sufficient time 
for the whole world to hear what Noah was doing. And now those unredeemed human spirits who once heard but who did not obey are in prison. They're in prison even today and are awaiting the final judgment of God. Hell is not a permanent place. It's a, it is a temporary place. The lake of fire is a permanent place. And I don't have time to get all in that theology there. I'm not even going to try to get in that theology. I'm not smart enough to get in that theology there. But I'll tell you this, one of the great lessons that we can learn from the faithfulness of Noah is that our obedient faith preaches to those who see us. Both for exhortation or for condemnation. It preaches to them. People ought to be convicted over your life with Christ. When I see somebody out there, some saint of God, who's living a life and it is an example to me, and I want to get better and it makes me want to get, be a better Christian, that's how all of our lives ought to be. As Paul put it in the book of Philippians in chapter 1 and verse 27, he said, Only let your conversation as it be becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else I be absent, uh, I may hear of your affairs, that you may stand fast in one spirit with one mind, strive together for the faith of the gospel. And in nothing, he said, terrified by your adversaries. Don't be terrified by your adversaries, uh, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you salvation, and that is of God. And so it's telling us very clearly in those two verses there that we ought to let our conversation be as it be for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, everything that we do ought to be the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our daily walk uh, ought to be the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, it ought to condemn sinners. It ought to do, The Bible it tells us that it does. Uh, it's the power of God unto salvation. Uh, and I tell you, friend, is that there's no telling what others see in your walk, uh, in your talk, uh, and in your witness. Let it proclaim the gospel. Amen. Let it proclaim the gospel, the fruits of his faith. The last part. First part, by faith Noah. Second part, being warned of gods of things not yet seen. Third part, moved with fear. Fourth part, prepared an ark to the saving of his people. Fifth part, by the which he condemned the world. And sixth part, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. I want you to notice the finality of his faith in the promises of God. The final part of his faith in the promises of God. Note that Noah, by his obedient faith, was not only a preacher of righteousness to his generation, but he also became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith as well. He became an heir of that. And at the end of his long and faithful construction on the ark, he received the commendation of God. He he received the commendation of God. God commended him. He says very clearly in Genesis chapter 7 verse 1, The Lord said unto Noah, Come down all thy house into the ark, for thee I have seen righteous before me in this generation. For thee have I seen righteous before thee, me in this generation. And so, you know, it's very clear, but you know, according to the Bible, he was already a man of valor. Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 9, the Bible tells us, Right there, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. That's what the Bible says. 
Noah was already a perfect man. He was already a just man. Remember what perfect means? It's not talking about perfect. It's not talking about absolutely perfect. It's talking about the perfecting of fire. Jesus said that he'll perfect us by fire. He'll perfect our works by fire. And so the perfecting of fire is that if gold was thrown in the fire, the, harder, the hotter it gets, the harder it gets. Is that right? And, and so that's how, not gold, but when things are thrown in the fire, it, the hotter it gets, the harder it gets, the better it gets, and the more pure it gets, and all of those things. And so there's pur- purification in the perfection of work of the Lord. And so his heart was right with God already. And so in this respect, then Noah was an example to all who will believe on Jesus for salvation. And as the writer of Hebrews wrote to encourage persecuted Christians, he wrote this. Check this out. Chapter uh, chapter 10 of the book of Hebrews, verse number 37. The Bible says, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now, read that with me. The just shall live by faith. So he was already just. Is that right? Is that not what just the Bible told us in Genesis chapter 6 verse 9? He already told us that he was just and perfect in all of his ways. He walked with God. And then the Bible tells us, that it tells us very clearly, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. For now the just shall live by faith. I think Noah was a pure example of that, don't you? Because guess what? The judgment of God was coming. And guess what? It did not tarry. It came and it happened and the just was living by faith. Isn't that good? Praise the Lord. I'm thankful for the word of God. Noah was a prime example for us today. Jesus is coming. How are we living? Are we living by faith? The just shall live by faith. I did not, I did not alliterate this, but I want you to know how it come together. As an example, are we living as an example for others too? But Noah showed us the right character. Remember, that was my first part. That was the first part. By faith, Noah, it shows his character. He showed us the right foundation to have. Being warned of God. He showed us the right motivation to have. He showed us the right action to take. He showed us the right fruits from our lives. And he showed us how our lives should be at the final glance. They ought to be in a life of pure faith to God. Of a man who walks with God by faith. This is faith that acted upon God's promises. That's by faith. Noah. He showed us how to live by faith. All right, I'm done. Thank you, Lord, for this good good time, Lord. And the Lord, we bless your holy name for all that you do. We ask you, dear God, to just help us throughout the night. Lord, help us as we get ready to do the next part of the service, Lord. And we pray, God, that you would be blessed and honored in all things that are said and done. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise for everything. Thank you, Lord. Help us and give us the ability to live by faith, Lord. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.